Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me, as always, is my very good buddy, Greg. Hey, it's me, Greg Taylor. How you doing? I'm doing great. And also with me is nobody. Nobody else. Absolutely nobody. It's just the two Rowdy Boys. Oh, the, it's it's a Rowdy Boys pod uh-huh. today. <laughs> and no one can tell us not to be rowdy. We have we've decided to peel back the curtain a little bit, um, as our listeners have asked us not to do repeatedly. Yeah, they're and, like, we, those uh, curtains are very expensive. Yeah, we love those. Those curtains. Those it's, are velvet curtains. You it's can't like get those the shower everywhere. curtain of a fat man, just like it's serving an, a, a, a purpose. But we decided going to show some like behind the scenes workings, specifically give the people more Taylor and Greg related content. And that's really the the overwhelming thing that we've been getting on the boards. Yeah, is please don't do that. Yeah, and so we were like, this is a fun little opposite day thing yeah. that these people are doing every day of the year. Why don't we just give them what they are really clamoring for? Obviously, what they're saying by please don't just pair these two up is please just pair these two up. Oh, yeah. We just need we just want that sweet, sweet gristle and none of that delicious meat. <laughs> it's Listen, if you don't love the gristle, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you even going to the Texas Roadhouse? I don't feel like people who listen to podcasts are meat people. I feel like they're gristle people. Oh, absolutely. Every anything that has pod in it, yeah. you love gristle. Uh-huh. If, if you if you're a pot of whales, you love gristle. For sure. Otherwise, you'd be out living life. That's the meat. Yeah. Listening to two bozos talk and about life. Honestly, no. meat sucks in yeah. the, the actual physical meat and real life. It's not good. It may or may not be murder. Yeah. Who knows? It's possibly the worst thing you could possibly do for the environment. Uh, animals have souls, and I believe that firmly. Also, kind of eat meat sometimes. Yeah, well. It's, I'm like, it's good. Listen, it's delicious. There's so, many re- there's so many good reasons not to eat meat. Yeah. But there's one reason to eat it, and that's it's yummy. It's so yummy. It's so good. Like, honestly, it really, like, study pigs. They're intelligent, feeling creatures who 100%. have, like, 10 minute long orgasm yes so long if you look into the eyes of a pig you will see a creature that is basically like man yeah but every fucking part of that animal is so good good. to eat and the little like the little pork belly yeah oh Oh, man i just want to rub its little tummy while it's alive and i'm like all right you take this somewhere else yeah do what you need to do and then i'm gonna eat it and it's so good because they don't love you like a dog yeah but you you can thank the animal. Listen, yeah. whenever I'm eating a real tasty piece of meat, I'm like, thank you, animal. You did, yeah. you did good. Listen, you know, I was I was vegetarian for like two years, and I was like, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. And then I was like, fuck it. You know what? I just meat's yummy. Yeah, I gotta have some. It, I just have to have it. And now I'm back on. And you know what? Don't regret it. You know what's all. another fucking super smart, super delicious animal? What octopus? Really? Yeah, dude. Octopus like. The, there's so much shit we don't even know about how smart octopus oh, yeah. really are. Uh, they're like a fascinating creature. Can do so many different things. Basically like a super powered, yeah. awesome creature. And so delicious. Ugh. You know, Just I, really good eating. I knew that octopi were, or octopuses. I, 
the the I'm octopuses guy. Yeah, listen, for sure. the the grammatical uh, community is split right yeah. down the middle on that one. So you know what we we don't want to take sides on. This, We're steering clear of that. We're steering clear yeah, of that for sure. We love to kill any. Animals, yeah, we'll talk about how we, animals have souls. We're not going to we take a stance them. on octopi versus octopuses, but I knew how smart they were. I haven't really eaten them often. Oh yeah, but I, but and usually they're like deep fried and slathered in like marinara sauce, uh-huh. which I feel like anything tastes good. When yeah. You do that. And there's a good chance that when you're eating that, you're just actually eating pig again. It's just pig butthole. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, Listen, I'll eat the shit out of a pig butthole. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. I mean that literally. In life or in death. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime. You you show me a pig butthole, mm, slurp, slurp, slurp. I won't eat the salad, but I'll toss it. You know know what is another very intelligent animal that is not delicious? Crow. Yeah. Yeah, crows, or ravens, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> very, very, very uh, intelligent animals. Taste like dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, do not, I do not recommend. You That's why it, there's so many of them. Yeah. Because we never eat them in a million years because they just taste awful. Yeah, there's like, eh, whatever. You know what uh, also tastes like dog shit? Dog ice cream. For, ice cream made for dogs? Yeah, ice cream made for dogs. I ate some once and it was bad. Now, okay. Tea money. Yeah. Give the people the story. Why did you eat this dog's ice cream? Well, because I... Just to put it, like, just to keep it in line? Well, yeah. Well, Give me so, an ice cream, dog. Well, really, the story is I was I was shopping, and I saw... I was in the ice cream aisle, because sure. I, I like ice cream, and yeah. then there was a, a box, and it said, like, ice pup, pups or whatever the <laughs> fucking name of it was. It was like, But, I, like, there's otter pops, too, and you don't yeah. think of those are for otters. No. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is, is this ice cream for dogs? And then I looked at the box, and it, it was ice cream for dogs. Uh-huh. And I was like... Well, I gotta, I have to buy this and eat this. So I spent. I oh, so you knowingly purchased? Oh yeah, I knowingly purchased dog ice cream for the purpose of eating it. And listen, if if we treat dogs that way in general with all the products we <laughs> give them, dogs will murder us one day. It, it is not worthy of a dog. Anyway, speaking of not worthy of a dog, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about the Lucifer season finale later. But before we get to that, the super serious shishy bullpen. Now we're here in the Super Serious Shishy Bullpen, the part of the show where we kick back and have a little bit of fun with some saggies. That's what I call segments. (laughs) That's what you call segments, right? This week, we are kicking off the beginning of our summer-long award show. It is the longest award show in show business. You you probably noticed the temperature going up. It's shushy season. Oh, baby. Shushy's contributing to global warming in a very big way. Oh, yeah. We are the cow farts of podcasting award shows. Now... If you're not sure what the shishies are, this is where the superhero hour hour. If you shorten that into just like an acronym, it's S H H H, which it looks like shh. Yeah, and so uh, shush is what that is commonly so called. We are shush. So we are shush, and then the awards are the shushies. I don't think we have ever explained why we call them that. No, I, don't I think th- we for most of our segments we're just like. We just say what the name is, yeah. never describe the premise, and then just move right into talking about yep, it. Yep, absolutely. And since I was on this podcast for like a year before I ever even realized that uh, that was a, a thing, uh-huh. uh, I just figured, you know what, I'll drop it right in, because Ryan and Mike aren't here. Again, behind-the-scenes stuff that you only get when it's the Rowdy Boys. Listen, the Rowdy Boys, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to give away a Rowdy Award. <laughs> Woo! Oh, this week we're kicking it off with the most prestigious award, 
that is the least valuable player. Yeah. Now, we couldn't believe that we got to do this just the two of us. I know. Like, everyone was scrambling for this one. Yeah. I, when Ryan said it was going to be just the two of us, he said, he said, do you think that's too on the nose? And I didn't know what he meant by that. And I was just like, no, I think it's perfectly on the nose. Yeah. I mean, I, my nose is looking great. Why wouldn't we give out the award for least valuable player? Yeah, or players. It could be two people. It could, You know what? It could be great. Ryan told me that sometimes... The two worst people could win something. It could I, just be them. It, well, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is very well could be in the cards. And then he was like, apropos of nothing. And I was like, what is that? I don't know what that means. I don't know. What is, that, is that like your friend? <laughs> apropos? Did he rate the, the Raven? Speaking of Ravens, hey-o, bringing it around. Bringing it all the way back around to our first segment, which is still this segment. Welcome <laughs> to the intro. Yep, this is the intro. And now we're going to read the nominees for Least Valuable Player. First off, from Gotham, it is Cameron Bicondova, a.k.a. Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman. I have to say, this. I think this award, it's supposed to be sort of fun to hate on the person. Yeah. And with this actress, it just got less and less fun. It felt it's more and good. more like something's up, like something's just not working. She, she was the worst part of the show, so bad that they oh, recast yeah. her. For just the last episode. Just one episode. One single episode she was recast, but it was like... It, though she didn't want to be there. For, for the last at least season and a half, she really, every single scene, she looked at the camera and shrugged, and it was just like, can I go home now? I don't yeah. want to do this Like w- When they recast her, she was like, yeah, they were like, oh, we're doing a, a time jump, and they're bringing him back, but I was like, yeah, you can just recast me. Like she, like, she doesn't give a shit. I'm sure she's going to go work at like a Starbucks or something and be like, this is better for me. I you like know, this. When they cast her, they did it like, it, she was like a, a teen model, yeah. and they were like, we're going to give her her big break, and acting is not just something you can wake up and, and do. And no. This show has unless you're switch from Legion. Unless <laughs> you're switch from Legion, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it does work, and then you look freaking brilliant, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but it yeah, just it this, didn't work for her. It was a real bummer watching her on screen. It really was. It was. It 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 got worse and worse until finally this feeling of just like I feel really bad for this person. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to suffer in the way that she's suffering right now. Yeah. Like if she were like an animal, you would put her out of her misery. Oh God. Bringing that back around. All right. Your next nominee is from Arrow. Ben Lewis, a.k.a. William. Oh, this is another child actor. Yeah. He's worse than she is. Yeah, I, I But think I don't feel as bad for him because I haven't right. seen him as much. And I, I also give him a little bit of a pass because it seems like he is... He was trying but, like, failing uh-huh. where she just gave up. Yeah. Yeah, William wasn't... I only saw him in, like, one episode because, like, I would just pop in and out uh-huh. uh but oh man he was not he was not good he's and one Ar- of those child a- actors that you're just like oh crap yeah like, it's, it feels like he's in the middle of a school play and arrow already has like a couple people who are just like they're they're doing the most like yeah. they're not winning awards but they're doing a lot there's at least one other guy oh no i'm thinking of the guy from the flash never mind but yeah oh, like yeah. Felicity struggles through a lot of scenes. Yeah. Like the, the some of like his his like cohort as like the other crime fighters. The guy that plays Diggle is only okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? The thing I admire about Diggle is that he has been only okay for the entire run of the Which show. Which is now like he's eight nev- seasons of show. For eight seasons. He's never gone up, but he's also never gone down. <laughs> he has kept it consistent. This call- guy is DJ Collin. He's never gone down. All he does is win, 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 no matter what. And he's never going down. Not even on, like, 
DJ Khaled here. Yes. We're just talking about DJ Khaled. Not even on her birthday? Not yeah. Just He's like, never. I'm not doing it. Man, you know what? Eat some pussy, dude. It's fun as shit. It really is. It's you great. Might, I think you might find that you like bringing pleasure to somebody. No, that dude, absolutely not. He had, <laughs> he had, he had uh, like, he released his, his new album and, like, he released it he like there was a ton like millions of dollars poured into marketing for this thing there are flyers and like walls papered all over my neighborhood i was like the father of whatever his son's name is uh-huh. it's like my new album's coming out it dropped on the same day as carly ray jepsen and a surprise tyler the creator album oh and because everyone hyped up that tyler creator album it went to number one and not his album and so he pitched a fucking fit and now he's like taking them to court where he's like, this is like, like this is not allowed. Like he's taking like Billboard to court. I did listen to that Tyler the Creator one. album though, and it's dope. It's really good. Yeah, it's a really good album. Uh, man, the things that he's done in his career, the way he's completely reinvented himself from like horrorcore rapper to like emotional, like accept me for who I yeah. am and I love myself. It's been very fun, guys. I, this is a, a official your pop filter. The entire company endorses this. Uh-huh. Go listen to Tyler the Creator. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. All right, your next nominee, because we're doing a thing. <laughs> your next nominee from The Gifted is Natalie Allen Lind, a.k.a. Lauren. Yeah, I just, I feel bad. This is like, this feels like all the kids. Yeah. Uh, and she's another one that's just like, they didn't know how to make a show when they started making The Gifted. Right. And then towards towards the end, I felt like they brought in some people who knew how to do it. It's a bunch of people who hadn't made shows before in any capacity yeah. or like had been like the like the second tier people making the shows and it showed and one of the things the show did really poorly is it was cast awfully yeah and she just i don't i don't blame her because i bet she is an actress i bet she sought people out to say like what can i do to like imbue this performance with more life and probably people looked at her and went I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Because, like, like, what do you do? Like, your brother, like, his whole thing was, like, second season. They're just going to make him dress like a K-pop star. <laughs> like, who? Like we don't know what to do. He has, like, the total anime hairdo. Yeah. Like, that was a, a bizarre decision. Like, his acting was whatever, but, uh, like, his wardrobe was off the charts. The, gifted, is, the gifted, in general, I think, could be nominated for Least Valuable Player. This is another case. Yeah, probably, yeah. And there's probably a couple people that could have been on this list. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's another case of just someone saw an absolutely beautiful young woman and thought, we'll teach her how to act. Nope. Yeah, but, you know, and nope. it's just Didn't like... Nope, happen. Then you just... You just feel bad. She's another one I feel bad for. So yeah. I feel bad about every single one of these. Feel real bad. It's well, supposed to be fun. Well, Greg, here, I'll give you one that you probably won't feel bad about. Okay. From Black Lightning, last year's winner, James Remar, a.k.a. Gamby. Yeah. I remember fucking Gamby. This particular season, they did a whole thing like, "Is Gamby dead?" Yeah. And as a as a longtime viewer of Black Lightning, I've seen every single episode. I was just like, "I dude, I hope he's fucking dead." It's like fingers crossed. He ruins everything. And this is an older gentleman, so I yeah. feel fine saying, "Fuck you, dude. You're yeah. awful." It's like uh, not only do I hope Gamby the character is dead, I hope the actors dead. <laughs> I hope I hope that they did a thing where it was like WWE, where like the the limo explodes. Is like, is he really dead? Is he okay? <laughs> and Donald Trump, current president, is like, is Vince McMahon dead? Is he is he dead? Like, what? I didn't know you could do that. But on, inst- on air. instead, he came back, and it was like, oh, uh, all right, Gamby. Gamby. <laughs> and that is the summation of Gamby's character. And he won last year, you said. He he won last yeah. year, so we'll see if he does a repeat. And your final nominee from Legends of Tomorrow, Ramona Young, a.k.a. Mona. I did not think that she was as bad 
as other people on this podcast unnamed ragged on her for. Okay. It, here's what's so sad about Mona is she's the she is the audience. Yeah. She's our stand-in and I think that's why self-hating people like the ones on this podcast don't like her. Uh also the other thing is if you're like um if you're the chick from The Gifted or Arrow or whatever, like you're bad on a bad show. Yeah. You like I think you're splitting the vote with some other shitty people on your show. This is a bad performance on a really good show. Yeah. And I think that makes her stick out more. This this character does feel like they tried to recreate what they got from Gary. Yeah. And it was a swing and a miss. This was Gary Redux. It's not totally her fault. They paired her with the Hawaiian werewolf. Yeah. And made Which, her love on. him. We I, don't we don't give a shit about the Hawaiian werewolf, yeah, you guys. Come the on. Co- the copay. Like, I have to say, I felt, I felt like I got a few good copay jokes in. You did. Right? So that that was great. <laughs> And I, the, for one thing only, the fact that I got to see Greg just knock him out of the yeah, park just every week. Copay after copay. We love that. All right, Greg. Yes. Are you ready to I announce? am ready. I, this, I, I always get excited. Okay. I, I have the envelope here. I'm going to open it up. Drum, 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 drum. Were you a drumline? <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that's a very And I actually did that with my mouth. That Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I could not tell. That's so good. <laughs> Guys, everyone, go follow Greg's uh, music account. That's really great. All right. Your winner is from Gotham, Cameron Bicondova, a.k.a. Selena yeah. Kyle. I, I, take, I take no pleasure in this. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad that she's not acting anymore because, yeah. and, and I mean that in a way that like it seems like she didn't want to do it anymore, and I'm happy that she doesn't have to anymore. Yeah, like she, that's good for her. She gets to be done, and now her yeah. watch is over. And now, she just <laughs> as as they say on Gotham, and now her watch is over. That is all the time we have for the super series Shishi bullpen. Now we're going to move on to talk about the Legion season four finale. We're talking about Lucifer. It's not Legion. I lied to you because I'm playing a little trick. We're the Rowdy Boys. We don't have to follow the rules. <laughs> Whoa, you like it? Do you dig it? Ooh. This week on Lucifer, demons are running around town murdering people so they can resurrect as more demons, and they've kidnapped baby Charlie. Lucifer and the detective must solve the case of the missing baby before the demons turn him into the new king of hell, now that Lucifer has abdicated his throne. Luckily, Lucifer is still super powerful, and you need to tell those demons to get right on out of here. Unluckily... He decides to save everyone. He has to go back to hell and rule from there. Gentle Greg, I ask you this. How did you feel about the wrap-up of this season of Lucifer? I thought it was okay. Yeah. It felt very much like, here is the end of our penultimate season, and yeah. this is the box everything has to go in. So, Does knowing that it is getting another season after this, did that affect how you felt at the end of the season? I guess knowing that it was getting one final season yeah. after this, because it hinted at opening up new avenues. So what I'm, I guess specifically I'm, I'm talking around is the fact that Chloe says, I love you to him, finally. Yeah. So the will they, won't they, feels like it's going to get a resolution. And in fact, yeah. the show does something semi-clever, which is she goes to say it and they can't, doesn't have time to finish it, and then does come and say it right at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, well, now I've got to go back to hell. And it's like, okay, 
So now they've like found the way to do the one final yeah. season. Uh, it just, to me, it feels like a show that has gone on too long and doesn't really like, doesn't quite know what to do with itself. Oh, interesting. See, because I really liked this entire season, but I felt like this episode was. They're like, we can take our foot off the off the gas. Like, we're just gonna like set up, yeah, another season or. Uh, and I'm I don't remember the exact timeline on whether or not they knew they were getting another season when they made this one. Uh huh. So I think that they did like the end of the episode is Lucifer sitting on his throne in hell and all that, which I think definitely works if it is a like final 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 yeah. finale. Uh, but I think that they were definitely angling for that to be, give us one more. It felt for sure like they they knew they were getting more time. Yeah. I just, I, I felt like they would have like kind of sat on the end a little bit more, no pun intended, since it <laughs> literally is him sitting. I, what I think, one thing I did like about it is the show Lucifer has always been about, look how out of place the devil is amongst humans. Yeah. But that shot of him in like his really nice suit sitting on, like, the throne of hell. It's like, look how uncomfortable this dude yeah. is. Like, he doesn't want to fucking live in hell. That's uh, Lucifer in hell is Cameron Bikendova in Gotham. <laughs> like, he's, like, he doesn't want to be here, yeah. very obviously. He doesn't fit in. Like, no one else is dressing like he is. He doesn't love torturing people. Like, there's a, a scene earlier where he's talking to the demon Dormos or Doros or whatever. Yeah. And that guy loves fucking torturing people. Oh, yeah. Like, he is all about it. And that's just not Lucifer. Yeah. Have you ever met one of those people who, like, not necessarily torture, but, uh-huh. like, like they're just way too into, like, some sort of, like, violent thing? Uh-huh. And you're like, what's up with you? Super like, into the MMA? Yeah, it's like, what, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, what's going on in here? I kick people in the dick? Yeah, like, what? Talk, talk me through that. Get a hobby. All right. So... Uh, it, it was a bit of a a not great episode. Like, I feel like they've hit the emotional moments yeah. way harder in previous episodes. It I thought it fizzled a little bit. One thing I liked is this, but it's just become a show. One of the shows that we watch that has a musical number almost every single yes. episode. And I think that I really like this moment in entertainment. I like having a musical number in basically every show that I yeah. watch. And it's gone from being like, the feature of shows, like, can you believe we're doing an episode that has a musical number in it to something that just like happens over and over again. And I'm not like tired of it. I don't think it's bad. At this point, it's like the level of like a bottle episode where like every show has to do at least one of these. Yeah. You do at least one music, like complete musical episode. Yeah. But most episodes have some sort of like music video element of them. If not actual characters singing. That's, uh, this season on Stranger Things, uh, this is not a like plot spoiler at all, but there's a moment where like the uh, never-ending story theme song plays, uh-huh. and they just like cut around to everyone, and like everyone <laughs> in universe hears the never-ending story story theme song, and it's just cutting back and forth. And everyone's like, "This is weird, right?" <laughs> and like, that's fun. I like that. But yeah, this uh, this opening musical number, I really enjoyed. It was very nice. I like to yeah. see uh, Tom Ellis just strut his stuff. If anything. The what's jarring about the musical numbers in this show is that when the gears change and it goes back to just being a regular old show, it feels like lurching. Yeah. Suddenly you're moving very slowly. And like a show like Legion, I think, or Legends of Tomorrow does a much yeah. better job integrating the musical numbers so that when you go back to 
it just being conversations, it doesn't feel like a completely different speed or a completely yeah. different tone. Because this one did cut from like we're me and Detective Dan are doing the dirty dancing pose, yeah. and then right to all right, so we've got a case, right? I do have to say when that when that develops, when Dan is standing across the room from Lucifer, and you're like, oh, they're gonna do some sort of run at each other. And then Lucifer picks him up into the dirty dancing. That like everything about the musical number was good, but that was definitely like the a, 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 oh yeah a very able topper. It it felt like that he was, topped him. Good. He topped he topped, <laughs> he him, topped real good. him real good. Yeah, he's like you clean out. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's not necessarily the way I thought that was gonna go. No, but hey, more yeah, power to him. I'm all I'm all about it. yeah. That, that, I feel like that was the moment that they were like, we can do this. I guess we'll do an entire musical number around it to justify uh-huh. it because they really hate each other currently. Yes, yeah, so it would be weird if they just did it in the yeah. middle of a regular scene. How did you feel about the entire plot line with uh, baby Charlie and uh, people thinking Amenadiel stole the baby? Okay, that was weird, especially because it was like when he when Amenadiel comes back, he's like, no, I didn't steal the baby. I mean, I was going to steal the baby, but yeah. then I didn't. Whoa, don't, don't steal a baby. Even like it's his baby. Yeah. But don't steal like a baby from your partner. I yeah, that you know what? Don't do that. And that was a weird I feel like they didn't address that nearly enough. The fact that he was like, Oh yeah, I was going to, yeah. but then didn't. Because that's been like three episodes in the making where he's just been like slowly going like I'm gonna steal this baby. I'm I'm gonna steal this baby and I'm gonna take it away from its mother. And like he never had that conversation with Linda and I it was never just how he was going to be like, Hey, you don't get to raise your baby. Because I took the baby to heaven. Yeah. And that that was never addressed, and then they the baby got stolen by someone else, and he was like, you know what? I changed my mind. We're going to protect it. It was like, let, let's have a fucking conversation about this, yeah. motherfucker. So wait, you you had decided to steal the baby, and then you did. Yeah. And the other thing is, okay, so he's like, all right, I'm not going to steal my baby, uh, but I am just going to hand it to the first person who's like, yeah, I'm the nanny, whatever. Yeah. Like, Come on, you know there's demons and angels about and everything. Come on. Get a, you know, like, make sure that her picture looks like they got a babysitter from an app. Yeah. This is a baby who is, like, two weeks old. Confirm that the person you're handing the baby to is the lady from the app. Yeah. And not a demon. Like, that is, that is app stuff 101. Yeah. That is, like, if you're getting, like, any sort of, uh, like, a a prostitute. Yeah. Or, like, a a delivery person. Yeah. You check out and be like, all right. Uber. Yeah. A Craigslist. You don't just run out and just get in the first car that you see. No. If you, if you do that, you, that's how you get. That's how you get got. You don't hand your baby to the first person. The uh, the whole like Amityville and Doctor Linda scenario is very much like a a pina colada song, uh, si- like situation where like hey, we were both gonna like do something. Be- well, Doctor Linda less so. What but, was what what was she gonna do? She she I think it was more just like she is immediately like. My my husband stole this baby. Yeah, like there's there's some lack of trust there, yeah. which Dr. Linda therapized that. But also like it, we can't just like say everything's good at the end. We're like oh, this was just such a, a fun misunderstanding. Like no. And I felt very bad for her when Lucifer is like, oh, the baby's in heaven, and she's like, oh my god. Well, and he's <laughs> like, oh no, not no, no, that no. way. No, no, no. Like like it's living, but it, like taken up in heaven. It's the same scenario. Like you still can't see the baby. Is that baby? Technically, a Nephilim from the Diablo universe because it's half angel, half oh, person. I think so. Yeah. Well, that baby's gonna be fine then. Yeah, that baby's that baby is good. Doing a lot of grinding, getting yeah. higher level gear G2G. all the time. Yeah, he's like, I need those oranges. Moving up those torment levels. Oh, 
Listen, I, I played Diablo 3 for a good chunk. Uh-huh. And I never got good at it. I, th- I don't think I'm good at video games. No, I'm terrible at video games. Do you think that Baby Charlie would be good at video games? Oh, as a, as a part angel? Yeah. No. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, asked and answered. <laughs> Do you know that guy that played the priest but then was a demon this episode? I think yes. his name's Graham McTavish. Yes. That guy was the voice of Dracula in the Castlevania anime. Really? Is that where I know that actor's name from? Or do I just... Is that just such a Scottish name that I just assume that, that that's like a racist stereotype I've come up with? I in think my head? he is an actor that has been in stuff, so you might know his name. Because he, he looks I think, vaguely familiar. Yeah. Uh, I think also maybe I may have just said somebody else's name instead of his name. You know what? But no. That, that's, that dude's name is I, Graham McTavish. I did look it up, and he was the voice of Dracula in the Castlevania anime, oh. which, people, the Castlevania anime, very good. You know what else is very Two good? Two seasons long. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, you're you re- motherfuckers. You're one of these Alita Battle Angel guys. I am absolutely an Alita you're Battle the, Angel actually, guy. Actually, you're the only Alita Battle Angel guy. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. But you know what? It was a good movie. I liked when she put on those wheels and was skating around and, and breaking stuff. That's yeah. fun. That's a fun thing for me. Anyway, uh, so looking forward to next season, where do you see, uh, A, is Eve still going to be around, do you think? Like, is she yes. going to come back? Yeah, because Eve's got to figure out her shit. Uh, so that she and Maze can yeah. be a couple. Uh, I don't think the show is going to abandon that. I think they feel like yeah. she was a pretty successful character. And also, Eve is is like great. Like, yeah, we, we love watching her. And they play. I she think, does weird shit all the time. Yeah, and I think that they really played very well that thing of like it. A lot of shows get it wrong, but they're like, she's not stupid. She's just like innocent or slash ignorant. Yeah. And She's like, naive and selfish, which makes sense for Eve. Right. And like and so it's a, a lot of wacky stuff, but it's still like she has feelings and is good at doing stuff. And uh, she has speaking of Alita Battle Angel, she has enormous eyes. Very big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> which and, is you know what? Check mark in my book. Very effective. Are we going to see more full on devil body, devil face when I don't know. I that seems like it is very expensive for them to do. And which, not super great looking yeah it's like good enough yeah but like yeah i think that they there's a reason that we saw like some total about like 10 seconds of that uh-huh. uh because it seems like it, it's not a thing that they can do well and for every moment that you have full devil body you're not looking at tom ellis yeah and that dude's just great and that's sad it's sad when you're not looking right at him he's just he's just a good guy i was uh looking at him very closely with his shirt off as i'm wont to do yeah and uh he's got like a beard and then he's also got like stubble on his neck yeah and then he is otter twink smooth on oh, his yeah body fully fully smooth and so i'm like trying to figure out like what's his regimen like that he's getting this total body smoothness and then he's still got stubble on his neck do you think it's like uh like a do you think he has like a like a marker that he just marks he's like just cut right here yeah stop right there just just below here like 50 shades of gray style (laughs) with, with the with the lipstick or do you think that he just has like uh you know like when you're sharpening a knife and you run over a whetstone? Uh-huh. Do you think he has like a, a slightly more abrasive version of that but just for his whole body and he uh-huh. just sl- he does like a slip and slide? <laughs> and that's how you I think that's probably it. I that's how I do in the morning when I I just think it's weird that we live in a time where a beard is like so necessary for 
manly attraction. Yeah. And so is a super shaved, like water That's, polo style torso. I feel like now the, the waters are diverging on the like how smooth does your body need uh-huh. to be thing. Because I feel like in the, the, the early mid two thousands, that was absolutely like you need to be smooth, yeah, one hundred percent hairless, like a baby. Do not have an inch of body hair. Yeah, uh, and now I feel like people are like, oh, I still like that, but like, what if we also had some body hair? Yeah, and then every now and then you just see a dude who's like, I'm, I'm a hairy mother. Just looks like fucking Zangief from yes, Street Fighter. That is exactly the image that I had in my head. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, who can I think of in popular culture who has that? And it was only Zangief. Gay icon Zangief, dude, for sure. I recently watched uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and the conversation about whether or not he, like, like waxes parts of his body to get specific parts of his just hair. Just to get, like, hairy shins. Just to get hairy shins. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed, because I, I, that was a thing that I had never considered before, and they are absolutely right. That dude <laughs> is very meticulous about yeah. his manscaping. There's going to be a ton of hair here, and then a centimeter away. Just baby smooth. Uh, just Tom Ellis smooth. Tom Ellis smooth. All right. We are almost out of time. Greg. Yes. Next season, are you going to be watching Lucifer? You know, this show I recognize is good, and it does entertaining things. Executive producer Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, that's enough said. But I personally have felt like I gave it I gave it a bit, like a long time to try to like it, and yeah. it, I never quite fell in love with it. I, but I recognize that it's strong. I like Tom Ellis a lot. Yeah. I don't like many of the other characters. Like I never really got into Maze. I, I've always felt like Ryan, yeah. you know, is like a, a big fan of hers. So honestly, I, I'll probably watch like the series finale and maybe yeah. like the the season the the season premiere for the last season. But I just. I, at this point, have to say, like, I'm just not a Lucifer guy. Yeah. I also feel like you missed the most fun era of Lucifer. Yeah. And like, it, when, when was that? Like, I don't know, like, probably, like, season I've, season two and some three uh, was definitely, like, we're not getting serious yet. We're just kind of being real goofballs. Uh-huh. And now, like, every season, they've been getting a little bit more serious. And so you have to have kind of a buy-in on the characters. Yeah. And if you don't have that, it, it's not it's not the best. But I, yeah, I'm gonna tune in. I like Lucifer. I I'm excited to see what the what hell looks like or what that baby does. I think one thing that may have um, made me sad in this episode is we talked a lot of shit on child actors. Lucifer yes. has like the best actor on the show is the little girl who plays Trixie. Yeah. And every time I watch the show and there's not at least like a scene with Trixie, which I understand it's hard to work with child actors. Yeah. I think Trixie was essentially not in the season. Yeah. I, I, I think they were like, oh, Trixie just left. No, that's not acceptable for me. I'm sure this little girl has to have a life and she has to go to school and everything, but they got to get her some time off so that she can have like one scene per episode. Then I would watch Lucifer because she's just that funny and charming. Yeah. And, and I think that is where the season suffered is no Trixie. Well, that is all for this proportion of Lucifer. Yeah. And for this season of Lucifer, it will be coming back for its final season on Netflix next summer, fall, spring? Probably early next summer. Yeah, sometime around there. So tune in for that. Executive produced by Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. Now we're going to move on to the rest of the show. Now we're here in the part of the show called the 
taping. Uh-oh. Oh, this is the part of the show where I've been unchained from the wall. Oh. Much like an incubus, I can only be contained by iron chains. They have to be of the purest iron. If they are any sort of carbon-containing steel, it will not work. Oh, no. But now I have been unleashed voluntarily because <laughs> they still have those very good iron chains. I have to say... Very good. Very high-quality iron. We went to the store. We were like, iron only. Yep, and the store where you went, Iron R Us. <laughs> iron mongers. They, they nailed it. What other things? There are the things you can mong. Iron. Iron. Cheese. War. War. Fish. Fishmonger, yeah. Is there, is there any other mongs? I'm not sure. Monger monger. Oh, There's someone who collects all the different types of mongers oh, was, and sells them. Speaking of collecting. Oh, whoremonger. Oh, whoremonger. Whoremonger is the, a big one. It's very close to warmonger. Yeah. I, I feel like that was one where someone mispronounced and they were like, uh, you said whoremonger. He's like, no, that's a real thing. That's I, I Look it up. It. Yeah. Look it up. Speaking of collecting things, this week the segment is called Back on Our Bullshit. Dumb bitch edition. Now, Greg, <laughs> you and I, without consulting, yeah. we, we both did a thing that put us back on our said bullshit. Back on our bullshit, like two dumb bitches. Like two dumb bitches. And that thing was, we redownloaded Pokemon Go. Yes. It's yeah. it's now been out for, it's the third anniversary yeah. of Pokemon Go, which is like two years and like ten months longer than anyone else uh-huh. played it. Pokemon uh, Go is still technically a thing. It is still technically a thing. Now, I downloaded it because it, it, I saw that it was the third year anniversary. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's that's weird. And also, I have a friend of a friend who comes around my apartment every now and then. And a conversation came up where someone mentioned Pokemon Go. And he's like, oh, yeah, I still play. And I was like, oh, like you redownload it? He's like, no, I never stop. I never stop. He like he just like he has some sort of job where he walks around a lot. Uh-huh. So he was like, yeah. I, and I got the little like Pokeball or wristwatch that nice. lets you like do it without turning your phone on. And I was like, that's insane. Nice. I'm downloading this now. <laughs> I and have to see what's going on. Without knowing any of that, on that exact same day, I downloaded it as well. And it's like going back to the smack or something. It like, is. I went back so hard, and I am basically, I have reorganized my entire life around the app, yeah. Pokemon Go. I'm fully in again. Mm. Because I already, my because of the way my day-to-day had worked out, I've started just walking to a coffee shop that's like three quarters of a mile from my apartment uh-huh. every day anyway. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get my steps in on the way. I'll just catch some, catch some Pokemon. They got so many of them now. Grab one or two. They've, they've got enough in there that they got into the generations where like I even had stopped playing. So they're like, what, the, what is this thing? I have to say about the newer Pokemon, they clearly ran out of ideas for Pokemon. And they're like, I don't know. It's a banana with a crown. It's crown Nana. Yes. Like some of them. And I, listen... I, we're not saying that the original generation was a font of creativity. Yeah. Like, one of them's just called Seal, and it's a seal. <laughs> They're like, well, fuck it, this was just an animal. That one was kissed by a rose. Yeah, that, you're right. <laughs> and, and then, like, another one was just like, they were like, I, I, I don't know, like, it's a, uh, this one's just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called Guy. Yeah, it's like, this one's just a, a guy. But... Once you get into, like, generation, like, four or five, I don't know which one they're from, but some of them are just, like, this one's, like, a ring of keys. Yeah. Or, like, this one's, like, garbage. One of them is just, this one's Pokemon Go. It's yeah. just a picture of someone playing the game. It's just, this, this is this one. It looks like, honestly, like, there's at least ten new ones that are just Pikachu. 
Yeah. Like, I don't so, know if that's like part of like the mythology or something. That's, but. I feel like because they were like, all right, we can't just keep making it Pikachu. <laughs> like, like that seems like it's not allowed because they were like, all right, we got Pikachu. And then he evolves into Raichu and everyone's like, we don't give a fuck about yeah, Raichu. Fuck off Raichu. Not, it, not a single person is going to evolve that Pikachu into Raichu. Pikachu, cute as hell. Raichu is a fucking like orange monster. Yeah, we don't like him. No. Uh, so they're like, all right, uh, people like that it's cute. All right. Let's make like a Pichu. He's like a little tiny one. Yeah. And they're like, all right, that one's a success. <laughs> what What if we like split that into two and it was like one's plus and minus and we'll have that one? There's Pulpy Dopey. There's, there's Pulpy Dopey. <laughs> yeah, there's just Poolpar. Like, <laughs> this one of them is named, I think the actual name is Piplup. Yeah. And I'm like, what the? It's just, it's a fucking penguin. It's, <laughs> it's just a penguin and his name's Piplup. I love that little penguin guy. He's uh, cute. I do have to say, though, I don't know which of the new ones are the garbage Pokemon yet. Yeah. So every time I see a new one, I'm like, oh, i got to catch this. And then you play for like three days, and you're like, oh, no, that's just a total garbage Pokemon. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the equivalent of a Pidgey. I'm just grabbing, yeah, I'm grabbing all the Rattatas that I, that I can. Yeah. One mechanic I like that we've indulged in quite a bit is gift giving. Oh, man, I love those gifts. You can, so now from Pokestops, you can get gifts, and you can send them to your friends. And I wake up every morning and collect my gifts and send my gifts out. And it is probably the best part of the day. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's very nice. And I think my favorite part about the gift giving is that it shows you where they got that gift from. Like, yes. what Pokestop. And so you can see, like, where, you, where your friends have been playing around. Yep. And the thing that I like about mine is that I'll send them and I was like, here's this mural from over here. Here's this, like, very nice, like, painting. Like, here's this cool landmark. Here's the Boost Mobile store. <laughs> Yeah, you sent me one. It's like, here's the mural of James Worthy. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And then, yeah, here's Boost Mobile. Here's oh, Boost yeah, Mo- iconic location, Boost Mobile. <laughs> it just says Boost Mobile, and it's the Boost Mobile, like, kiosk uh-huh. that is next door to, like, a like a, a very, very low-quality burrito place. <laughs> it's sandwiched in between that and a Brazilian tobacco shop. <laughs> like, it is, it is just a madhouse Boost Mobile store. And they're like, this is a sponsored Pokestop. We paid money to have we this We want here. this here. I, uh, I found out that where I currently work is right by a Pokestop and a gym. Oh. So now, that's my, that was my dream. When I, played, when I first played Pokemon Go like three years ago, my dream was what would it be like if I lived or worked by a Pokestop? And now I live, or now I work by a stop and a gym. And what it's like is every 10 minutes at work, I'm like, well, got to do this thing. Yep. The, uh, the Pokestop that I uh, frequent, well, the, the Starbucks that I go to a lot is uh, right next to a Pokestop at a fire station. Uh-huh. And it, you can also, if you sit in the right spot, hit the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar nice. uh, sidewalk section. Nice. And so I can just sit there. I'm doing my work. And I'm like, oh. I'm going to get two for one right now. <laughs> Every now and then somebody will throw a lure up on one of those bad boys. Oh, hell yeah. Ugh. Make it happen. I've discovered something. Uh, what got me back into the game, what got me thinking about it again, was someone was like, well, they hooked it up to the pedometer in the phone. Yep. And I was like, shit, the worst part of this game was having the screen on 100%. in your pocket. And uh, I realized the pedometer, when I go to the gym and use the elliptical, the pedometer is like counting them steps. Oh, man. And now I'm going in and I'm hatching 5km eggs every oh, goddamn day. That is what I'm talking about. That's the that, dream. That 
is breaking the system. That is the dream. When I'm when I'm cracking them, I gotta go down to like the park and just yeah. walk around this little park. And a, it's nice because I get outside or whatever yeah. and get, see the air and explore my neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. But hey, if you're cracking them eggs, it all it all checks out. I did go. The thing that I haven't quite figured out how to do is there's raids now. Yeah, raids. And those are those seem very cool. And also, like I have nothing that is even remotely yeah. strong enough to make a dent in those. Yeah, you got to get like a group of people together, and I, that's yeah. the one thing I'm never gonna do in Pokemon Go is yeah. like walk up to other people who I I can. When my wife and I went to the park. Almost every single couple in the park, they were both playing either that the Harry Potter game yep. or Pokemon Go. I and I loathed every other person who was playing Pokemon Go in the park. Yeah. I would never want. What is that? I ne- I never want to fraternize with any of them. I I was in the park the other day and I was walking around. There's a nice little lake in in the middle uh-huh. of the park, and I was walking around and I would see some like uh one of those like armored Mewtwo raids popped up, and uh-huh. I saw a bunch of people like walk over and start playing, and I was like, I don't like any of you. No, but the one guy who I think I both hate and respect was the guy who had two phones just for Pokemon Go. Hell yeah, this dude. dude this dude was double phoning it. Go off. And he was like he was he, like he was a one man raid. He was <laughs> raiding with himself. <laughs> and I was like this is fucking insane. This like, dude gets it. I was like this guy like I a I hate you. You're everything that I dislike. Yeah. But also, I respect the hell out of it. Like that God dude damn do I respect that you. That dude bought an extra phone I think just for Pokemon Go. <laughs> and that's that is what being back on your bullshit, bullshit is all about. Is all about. That has been back on your bullshit dumb bitch edition. Now we're going to move on <laughs> to talk about every other show that we watched this week. Now we're here in the pull list. This is the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Sci-Fi Channel's Krypton. This week on Sci-Fi Channel's Krypton, amidst a, ho- amidst a hostage negotiation that could end the war on Krypton, Seg seeks answers about Lita. Oh, well, that sounds... So, Taylor, let me ask you this. Yeah. Have you ever sought questions about Lita? You know what? I haven't sought questions about Lita. I have sought answers about why people didn't like Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> it's a good movie, you guys. It has, and I, I have a theory about this. Okay. It has the Alita. She has big eyes. Yeah. Played by Rose Salazar. Yeah. Who was in Bird Box. Okay. A movie where eyes feature a lot because you can't look at stuff. So it averages out to regular size eyes. She's got regular size eyes. I have to say, I saw Alita Battle Angel. Did you? I did. And it was great, right? I thought it was good. I thought it for what it was. I thought it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish, and I was very glad I used my movie pass to see it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was a solid, good movie. I would never watch Krypton unless yeah. I had to for this show. I right. would rewatch Alita: Battle Angel, and I would watch three more sequels to that movie. And there's gonna be at least one more sequel, right? Uh, I hope so. That that's what they're angling for, but, but like, it do very well because it, it was the, the kind of the movie ended, and it was like. Okay, you guys, you thought this movie was good? Edward fucking Norton's going to be in the next one, bitches. And that legitimately was, like, a cr- <laughs> like that was the big reveal yeah. for me. I was like, wait, Edward Norton's in this? Hang on a second. Oh, well, well, well. But, yeah, it didn't, it, I think it just barely broke even. Yeah. But it has James Cameron behind it, so uh-huh. I think he can just do whatever he wants. Visually stunning. Yeah. Vis- Very interesting. Visually stunning. 
Krypton is on Sci-Fi <laughs> on Wednesday nights. Your next show this week is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. On this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to face the galaxy-hopping hate beasts at each planet, the team on Earth asks for help in all the wrong places. While back on the Lazy Comet, something weird goes on with Izel's crew. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, haven't watched Asian Shield in a while. That's nonsense to me. It uh, This one was called like Collision Course, and it's part oh. one, and the next one's going to be called Collision Course Part Two. And I spent a really long time wondering if they were if they even tried to do like Colsonision Course. Right? Like, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything there. Uh, yeah, I'm not coming up with anything. Like, co- mm. apparently, there's like an evil Colson on this show now. Yes, it's evil Colson. Who goes by the name Sarge. Dude, Which that's is, such a good fucking evil name, Sarge. Uh, I, I, for a while, really wanted my my nickname to be Colonel. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> that, and that never took off. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, I do, I had heard this was a good episode, and so I feel bad, because if Ryan were here... Oh, he I'm could. sure he would be, like, he would be yelling at us. I Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a show that I like, and it just doesn't ever quite make it up to, I'm going to watch this this week. Yeah. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's on ABC. Crazy, right? Your next show this week is Fear the Walking Dead. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, the gang almost gets the plane put back together and working again. But a mishap with the propeller leaves them without parts until Strand comes to the rescue on a hot air balloon shaped like a giant beer bottle? before crashing in the contaminated zone. Meanwhile, the reactor may be on the verge of melting down again, and Dwight's wife doesn't want him to find her. Taste buds, I ask you this. Still on board? Okay, uh, this episode was exactly the kind of episode that I expected to come after the one that I really liked. Yep, it sure was. Which is like, talking about dumb bitches back on their bullshit, they're like, let's bring in everybody else, including a guy who's Rick but not Rick. Dwight from the, the character from the show that you didn't like. Yeah, it's it's straight up uh, a. They're just folding in everyone. They're trying to do Legends of Tomorrow, but with The Walking Dead. But uh-huh. it's like, no, we didn't we didn't want these guys to be redeemed. Like, don't bring them to another show. Remember how on Doom Patrol there's a John Constantine stand-in named Kipling. Yes, and it's obviously because they couldn't get yep Hell Hellblazer. Okay. That's what is going on on this show, and I think I think you guys have talked about it before. But they seriously have a cowboy hat wearing ex cop who speaks with a southern accent, yes, and who is just want just wants to do the right thing, but is not Rick. But yes. it's just a Rick analog that exists on this show. It really, th- I feel like they really did take everything from The Walking Dead, and they're like, well. Everyone on TV has to be a little bit hotter now. Uh-huh. So they just got uh, like slightly hotter actors. Uh-huh. And we're like, Fear the Walking Dead. And I think I figured out what it is now. Because this season, I was like, I feel like even the characters that were around, they seem hotter this season. Yeah. And I figured it out because both Strand and Alicia were wearing those leather jackets. Yeah. Everyone got leather jackets this season. Yeah. Uh, I think it's those leather jackets look dope as hell. Alicia is basically gender-swapped cosplaying Negan. Yes. And it's fucking rad she's just like i wear this leather jacket now and i don't take shit from anybody Ugh. literally every person in my family has died and i don't give a shit anymore it is great because she was the best or maybe possibly only good character from the like beginning of this show uh-huh. and now they're like we're gonna give her a badass fucking hairstyle uh-huh. and she's gonna have this kick-ass leather jacket and she's gonna put her hands in it a bunch and it's gonna look cool i still like the the alternate version of this show which i was sure they were doing and they were not where madison 
becomes Alpha. Uh, right? And uh, and what's her name with the leather jacket? Uh, Alicia. Alicia basically becomes Lydia. That See, I feel like that would have been good. And I feel like uh, you were, I think you jumped the gun. Yeah. Because I feel like they are setting up, like, next season at the at the latest, they are going to cross over with The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Because they are just, like... Now they're both abutted against the same big, huge, like, kind of fash helicopter flying organization. Right. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to interact pretty soon. And I think that will probably mean either phasing out Fear the Walking Dead or like, an entire season where we just watch them fight. Watch them fight that group and then take over, like, like an actual, like, Whatever that seems like it's probably the last vestiges of like the military industrial complex yeah. that they keep running into. Um, but I have to say, there were a lot of things I liked in this episode. There's ideas that I like. Uh, yeah, the whole plot thing of like we have to fix this airplane and how like it's so easy to be like we should fix this airplane and how fucking hard it is to actually do something like that. Yes, when you're like kind of regular mechanical folks reading yep. like the instruction manual for I, how to maintain an it, airplane it reminded me a lot of uh what was that movie like flight of the phoenix or whatever where they're like stuck in the desert and having to yeah. build a plane to get out and the yeah. guy's like all right i've been leading you guys this whole time gotta level with you i just know a lot about like model rc airplanes uh-huh. so like i assume this is gonna transfer but we have no idea and one of the things that's really cool is they build the plane again the propeller is off balance which happens in real planes all the time yep. and it shakes itself to death and they're like okay that didn't work guess we need a new propeller which luckily they can get from another fucking gore encrusted plane yeah in the previews they show that strand like has the propellers on and zombies oh, are just man. walking into it for like an afternoon it's, and so it is absolutely caked in zombie gore. It is. It is a supposed to be a white plane. I I thought that it had a very deep red paint job. Yeah, because it is just caked. And yeah, then they bring it over in like a a big uh, a giant hot air balloon that is shaped like a beer bottle yeah. from this brewery that they're staying. Which at. does not say Duff Beer, but like in my it, memory, it does. is Duff Beer. It is Duff Beer. <laughs> I also really appreciate that they had. Like, uh, uh, like they have a ticking clock on this scenario because yeah. I feel like the problem that The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead have a lot is they just kind of meander through a plot line, and this one is like there is a nuclear reactor that's yeah. going to melt down. Which also, great pull. That's a great. That's a great thing to have yeah. in your in your uh, post apocalyptic media. But also, it's a ticking time bomb. They're like, we have to get out of here. Otherwise, we're all going to die and turn yeah. into radiation zombies. I really like radiation zombies. I yeah. like that. Now, they I haven't seen a lot of them. The only real extra threat they have is that they are constantly themselves emitting radiation, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Because, and then I really, the other idea that I really liked is that there's just this society of children, and it's because they all hid while their parents fought, and their parents got, I guess, radiation sick. They got Chernobyl'd. Yep. Um, I thought that was another really cool element where, like, this basically child army and the opening of this episode it took me a while to realize the significance of it so i went back and watched it again but the beginning of this episode is like these kids actually getting to like be kids for a little bit oh because they've been like out on the zombie road living i think like at the core of a a herd of zombies that they have sort of like chained in place yeah so they like they are sort of in a a scenario where they're surrounded on all sides by like radiation and also they've like constructed like their own zombie fences. Yeah. It's pretty dope. And so they're going to live at the heart of them. Yeah. But at the beginning of this episode, you see them as kids watching cartoons. And it. I, I just thought, 
both Fear of the Walking Dead and Regular Walking Dead, they often get the intros right. And yeah. this episode certainly got the intro right. Well, do you have a moment of the week? For me, the moment of the week was really when it was a toss up between the kids thing, but really what I liked a lot was the propeller shooting off. Oh yeah, because it's 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 just such a simple problem that has nothing to do with zombies, um, but it is like a post apocalypse problem where it's it's not easy to reconstruct an airplane. Yeah, and also that blade could have shot off and just totally hit somebody. Yep, and like just shows you that the, how scary the universe is. Yeah, like even like very simple non zombie things. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week was the the scene with uh, Cowboy Man. I I do not remember his character. Yeah, name. not Rick. Yeah, not Rick. Um, reading that letter. Oh, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Uh, like reading that letter yeah. that Dwight's wife left him, and Dwight's like, "Oh, she's got to be here. Did you find anything?" He's like, and he like shook his head yes, and he's like. Nope. The worst liar in the world. It's like, dude, do an insight check on that guy. He is clearly lying. Clearly lying. No, I didn't find anything. Let's move on. Nope. Here. Let's, let's giddy on up. Get up on our ponies Listen, and ride on back to the corral. As as Mason Ramsey once said, if you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy up out my way. Giddy up out my way. Mason Ramsey. I when I heard I was like, Oh he oh, he's on a track. I was like, Who is that again? That's Gordon Ramsey's kid. Who's like What? <laughs> who is that guy, Mason Ramsey? Ma- Mason Ramsey is the little yodeling Walmart boy. Oh, is that who that is? Yes. Okay. He's a child. A okay. Yep. He he is now on a Old Town Road remix with Young Thug. I was like, this sounds like a child. Literally a child. Yep. It is. It is a child. I thought it was Gordon Ramsey's kid. That I because he was just because hang- little Nas X was hanging out with Gordon Ramsey. Oh fuck! That would be amazing. Oh shit! That's headcanon. That's, that's head for cannon. me. That's headcanon. In, in my mind, Mason Ramsey is the son of Gordon Ramsey. All right. Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead is on Sunday nights on AMC. Your next show this week is Jessica Jones. This week on Jessica Jones, Erica can sense evil basically. <laughs> Together, Jones and Eric clean up some blackmailing criminals. Malcolm discovers embezzling evidence and just figures out the person who attacked her is a psychopath serial killer with blackmail evidence against her. Whoa. Jason Buds, I ask you this. What's up with blackmail? Man, I, I don't know, but uh, when you are a psychopath serial killer, I don't even worry that you're going to blackmail me, so I'm not going to be prepared for it at all. Yeah, that's like that's out of left field. That's yeah. not a thing that you're like, oh, that wasn't top three things that I was concerned about in this interaction. But I guess that's superhero life, because he's like, well, I can't kill you because you're probably just going to kill me because you're so strong, so I'll just blackmail the shit out of you. Yeah. Is it clear what she did to get blackmailed? Uh, I, I she's just done Got, some kind of shady stuff. I bet at least one time, you know, like I always say, like uh, I bet one time Batman accidentally beat someone to death because he didn't mean to, or knocked oh, yeah. him out, and the guy falls into like mud and then drowns or something. That must have happened multiple times. Uh, for Jessica Jones, I bet it's like she's drinking on a roof, she falls off a roof and just lands on somebody. Oh yeah, and then she's just like gets up and she's like looks around nobody sees and she just She's walks like, away I, i'm scot-free because as strong as she is if she fell off a building and landed on you oh yeah you just turned to dust because again i think we talked about this last week jessica jones as strong and like dense as she is yeah. has to be like 700 pounds yeah right she's like a gorilla all the way down into like just like a little yeah a, a little lady's body yeah and she could absolutely like if she jumped down and tried to do like a, a land on your feet thing yeah just destroy the sidewalk <laughs> Jessica Jones is on Netflix. We are watching it week by week. Tune in next week to see what happens. Your next show this week is Swamp Thing. This week on Swamp Thing, everyone fills everyone else in on what's going on. 
Jason's experiments on Daniel almost transforms him into Blue Devil, and Swamp Thing grows a hallucinogenic flower out of his hand that makes Abby see him temporarily as Alec. Gentle Greg, I ask you this. If you could grow a hallucinogenic flower out of your hand and make people see you as anything you wanted, what would it be? I have to say, uh, I have read the wiki for Midsummer, and oh. so uh, my take on hallucinogens has changed quite a bit, oh. to be honest. Oh, with my. Um, if, okay, so I, I am growing. A, first of all, Swamp Thing's so cool. All He's right. just like, I'm going to grow up a flower real quick, uh, and I can make them see me as anything. I, you know what? Just the real me. I just want people to see me for who I really am. Oh, my God. I think, I think That's I, so nice. I'm worthy of love. You are worthy of yeah, love. So you're no David Holler. <laughs> uh, guys, Greg's Oh yeah, now that's a fucking terrifying thing to say. Yeah, that's That's a- why that show's so effective, dude, because just someone saying I'm worthy of love does not sound threatening. But on Legion, it's the most terrifying thing for someone to say while like hovering and vibrating. Yeah, it's just like I'm worthy of love. <laughs> I am worthy of love. Well, Swamp Things on DC Universe on Friday. Speaking of Legion, your next and final show this week is Legion. On this week's Legion, we take a walk through the past, meeting David's mom and David's dad, (gasps) Professor X, who we finally get to see and acknowledge, but uh uh-oh, he's played by that guy that played Viserys, which seems like a bad sign. (laughs) And maybe it is, because even though Professor X knows David's mom is mentally unstable, he still ditches her and baby David to go chase down a new mutant he has discovered, who we know is Amal Farouk, and who we know is going to possess baby David. After scaring the hell out of her and me for a while, Amal Farouk is able to possess baby David despite or perhaps because of the efforts of big boy David. So, friend of my heart, do you think adult David helped out his cause in this attempt? Or do you think he actually, like, helped the Shadow King possess his little baby body? He absolutely helped the Shadow King possess his little baby body. Yeah. And I I was actually thinking that... About partway through the episode, I had the idea that they were going to do it as... It, it was actually David that like fully caused uh, the Shadow Kings or like created the Shadow yeah. King himself or something. I feel which, like if this were a, like Greek mythology, then yeah. he would have it would have been very clear cut how exactly he led to his own possession. Right. But I feel like in this episode, it, it's it's more satisfying because it's not clear that he that he made it happen. Right. But he certainly contributed. And the way he did it is he's kind of haunting his mom. Yes. Because he, neither he nor Switch can really interact with his mom in the past. She can't see them. Yeah. Uh, there's not much they can do. But they freak her the fuck out because yeah. she's alone in this, like, very spooky Winchester house type scenario. And he, like, keeps going, like, Mama? Yes. Mama? But he's not visible? Once that started, I was getting freaked out. I do not like that. Yeah. That is not good for me. And then, also, the Shadow King's there, and he's like, oh, I'm also freaking you out. Yeah. I think the one thing that is certain has been answered where David brought about his own demise is that th- we now know why he ended up being adopted. Yeah. Which is, like, he is he is the reason that he scared his mom to shit and possibly killed her? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not quite sure if she was, like, alive or just, like, went into a catatonic state. Uh-huh. But, like, now we know, like, I think possibly if he had just stuck around with, like, Charles, who they, I don't think they ever say Xavier. Yeah. They just call him Charles. Uh, but if he had stuck around in that household with his actual parents, I think they might have figured out what was up with, like, the Shadow King. Yeah. And, like, none of, like, this wouldn't have happened. So he did bring that about. The other thing I liked is that a, this show lays a lot of this at the at the foot of Professor X, who is, like, yeah. so eager to abandon his wife, who has, like, huge mental issues, 
and his newborn baby just to go basically find another mutant friend. Yeah. And then we know that he goes and casts Amal Farouk out of his body. And because of that, Amal Farouk has like, is able to then go into the body of baby David. So watching how much the bad parts of David are the bad parts of Professor X. Yes. I thought was like a very cool way to do it because they don't show Professor X to be like a monster or anything like that. Right. But he is so wrapped up in what he wants to like achieve in his lifetime that he like leaves the people around him completely exposed. And that's what this story is really about. Yeah. Because it, it, they don't do his story doesn't beat by beat follow David's, but there are a lot of parallels yeah. where he's like in the mental hospital. He like decides to fix himself and yeah. then like is so self-centered that he doesn't care about what his actions do to other people and he's just like i'll yeah i'll fix this thing and is it crazy to say there's maybe some slight resonances between the fact that what david does to sid and what professor x like professor x fixes his wife right but she's because she's like basically catatonic yeah he goes into her brain and fixes her but then he also marries her and impregnates her right and that is like like, that's a liner and and at the beginning of the episode she she's writing a lot about how she's not even really sure what reality is anymore. Yeah. Like, did all of this stuff happen? Because, like, when they get married, like, uh, he essentially changes reality. Yeah. And, like, it's not quite clear, like, what's, like, what is that for her? Like, what is real and what isn't? And that yeah. this show plays a lot with that. But this episode really made that, like, kind of dark. This This was another episode where I think... I finally decided, like, there are other shows that we watch that I I enjoy watching more. This is, far and away, the best show yeah. that we watch. And, and the reason I know that is because I loved this episode, and if someone told me they thought it was boring and stupid, I would be like, I get that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and I think that is the sign of good art. I have to say, I am finding this season a lot better than, than last season. Yeah, it seems like last season was a bit of a dip. Yeah. And, and I think it's it, it's just a lot of stories i guess have that where they're like all right we know the end we know the beginning the middle is going to be a little bit weird but this season has been crushing it a lot of last season i thought was like obscure and hard to understand for that its own sake this season it's it's got elements that are otherworldly but not elements that are absolutely confusing and you don't know what the show is trying to do right there's just bits that are weird in like a like when she's walking out the door and suddenly she sees that like the doors have been transposed yeah outside like that was weird and strange but in like a like a magritte painting uh-huh. sort of way where it's like all of these things exist and like it's it's everything should be normal but they're posed in just certain way where like things are weird uh-huh and i thought that was very interesting and it also this episode reminded me a little bit of that very long subway ad uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> where like it would every now and then just cut to like little clips of like baby David growing up uh-huh. and like back and forth. And I was like, I, I, I think I see where they get that. I think I see. I like how baby David had the doll of the angriest boy. Oh man. That doll is still creepy. That doll is still creepy, but hands down. And this is my moment of the week. The creepiest moment of a pretty creepy episode was she goes to comfort baby David and he's like screaming and she picks him up and he's like laying it looks seems like he's laying on his belly and she turns him over and that's also the back of his head and she does it again i was just like oh dude i that was i don't usually subject myself to stuff that is this awful that was that was a legit 
weird, creepy scare. Like yeah. that was, like that was legit horror. And I thought it did a good job of showing like she is freaking out. Yeah, and she's like she's so alone and she's so terrified and she just like David doesn't know what's real, doesn't know what is a nightmare. And she's not just being tortured by a malicious spirit, but she's being tortured by someone who's trying to help her and and then also being tortured by the absence of her husband yeah. who is just left her and not trying to help her. And all of that together, like, uh, it reminded me of, like, almost like the, you know, like, yellow wallpaper. These stories are like the mad woman in the attic. These stories yeah. of, like, you know, women who are experiencing supernatural things as an analog for dealing with like postpartum depression and like, you know, just being part of like a, a woman in a patriarchal society and everything. It, what the episode managed to achieve, all the different angles it took was, I don't know. This might be one of the best episodes of Legion, actually. I would agree. And uh, I also think it was the thing that really got me thinking, like at the beginning of the episode or close to the beginning of the episode, the doctor like quotes Heidegger to, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that like that seems like a very specific weird choice that I've been trying to figure out. Yeah. Because like, based on the timeline of the show, this would have been pretty like I, Heidegger's still alive. Yeah. And also, it seems like they were talking about World War II, and Heidegger was a very strange guy because he was a member of the Nazi Party, uh-huh. but also was so bad at being a Nazi that they put him in the camps, <laughs> which is like a very weird legacy for Heidegger to have. But. I, I was like, what are they trying to like? Why why quote a Nazi philosopher? And the the quote that they used was very like applicable to David and yeah, also right. to to Charles. It it was very because he hasn't been Legion right since the beginning of the show. Like we know that that's not the case anymore. And the one person he's become, he's ossified into just an absolute nightmare right. world ender. It's like it's not good. But yeah, that. This was a fantastic episode of television. If you do not watch, I think you could even watch this as a standalone, like short movie, and yeah. it would and it would work as like this is incredible. But that said, we have to move on. My moment of the week is just every time that they cut to like that, like <laughs> that, like disco song that was playing, uh-huh. and that they did that very well throughout. Whenever anyone was like being quiet and you're like this is a fun little thing but the exact moment when she is trapped in that room and all of the like the doors are like covered up with walls yeah and that song is playing very loudly and suddenly it's like she is like horrified and that like that juxtaposition was great because she can like through the spirit of david that is in the room she can like hear the music yeah. that like plays when his cult is yeah and it's and so like that music is playing while her like child is screaming yeah and she cannot exit this room that was terrible and great my moment of the week is a terrible moment uh, if it's not babyhead then it's when switch comes back and she oh. pulls her tooth out oh. the foley on her taking her tooth out was just so awful. And th- that moment when she's like, she is very clearly like mouth full of blood, pieces of her are coming out. And she's yeah. like, I, I can't, I have to, I'm going to like maybe die. And he's just like, no, you have to take me back. Like he doesn't give a fuck about anyone yeah. else at, any, at this point. Because he really feels like he can do one. If he can just make this one last thing happen, he can undo all the terrible stuff he's done. 
And instead, to make this one last thing happen, he's just going to do worse and worse things until finally Sid really does shoot him with that shotgun. I cannot wait for that moment. (laughs) That is all for this week. We've done all of the shows. Next week, we're doing more shishies. And also, we are watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, tune in next week for us to watch some Shields, and we'll, we'll finally determine if Fitz and Simmons are the best couple on all of television. We have been put on notice. We've been put on notice. we are too fine for that. Yeah, and, th- and that is a upcoming shishi. Is it next week's? Who knows? You'll have Who to knows? tune in next week to find out. For Greg, I'm Taylor. End of list. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>